and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast, brought to you by the Dynasty Football Network and DynastyFootballFactory.com. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on you Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz, and I'm here with my partner, Jeremy Broen. You can find me on Twitter at DFF underscore Madman. And Shane Manila. Yeah, and uh, you can find me also at DFF underscore Shane, or um, if you don't want to look me up by that way, you can look up the ghost of data don't score points. I saw that today. You changed your name. Did that guy die or did you die? Yeah, what happened there? Um, So we had an incident with our patron um, account. We lost a patron today. Um, and the message that they left is the reasoning, because you can you can leave a reason on the exit thing, uh-huh. um, is because they accidentally uh, subscribed to us and they wanted to subscribe to a different podcast. Oh, <laughs> um, so that hurt. <laughs> yeah. So also, um, just real quick, did they say who they wanted to subscribe to? Yeah, but I'm not going to mention it on there because I'm not trying trying to show shade at that that party. But um, real quick, that's fine. Um, you can also stop subscribing to our show too. So <laughs> bye. So I how did me. you become the ghost of Data Don't Score Points? Because it killed me. It killed Aww. me inside when Aww. I read that. I died. <laughs> I Basically, you're telling me that my child isn't good enough for you. So I don't even want you listening to our show anymore. Um, person that did that. All right. Seriously, so, hit unsubscribe right did, now. The rest of the show is not for you. They didn't even want to pay a dollar to follow us. Now. Okay. So make sure you hit unsubscribe. Oh. Not, it's not. I don't want you listening to our show. The rest of the show is not for you. All right. And anybody that's a little confused, he's just talking about that one specific person. Oh, no, Nobody no, no, no. else. Everybody else. I still love you. Please continue. <laughs> Everybody else stick around. So we have a big show tonight. We have Dan Claskins from Fantastics Insider on Sirius XM coming on tonight. And uh, before we bring him in, though, we have to do a little bit of our news brought to you by rotosurance.com. Put in the code DynastyTradesHQ all in caps and get your 20% off your player insurance. We had some news that one of the stories happened after we did our show last week, right? We, we had news? Duke. Oh, yeah. Um, real quick, so I don't want to beat this to death because it's old now, but Nick Chubb uh, is actually still on the Browns. But Duke Johnson was traded. <laughs> yeah, Duke. Yeah. Duke. So, and uh, we already have gotten to see his replacement. Yeah. Um, Who's that? And he's a guy that everybody needs to go pick up, like, right now. I agree with you on this. Behind Nick Chubb. It is just a teenage wasteland of uh, bad running backs or guys. Yeah, for eight weeks, of. there is nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's Dontrell Hillard. So Dontrell Hillard, um, he had nine carries for 19 yards and three receptions for 34 yards on six targets, which is what I really like right there. Um, and we love the pass catching backs. You've got to yeah. go after those guys. And. Um, according to clevelandbrowns.com, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this name, and I apologize if you I love how Shane talks about my Cleveland Browns so much. And then I'm going to bring up something about the Anthony, Eagles in just five minutes. Anthony <laughs> Postal of clevelandbrowns.com <laughs> has indicated that it will be Dontrell Hillard that is replacing Duke Johnson. And um, so, you know, Duke Johnson, unfortunately, was kind and of— And that's just by— you know, the law of averages, there's nobody else. Kareem Hunt's suspended for like yeah. eight weeks. So there's literally nobody but a bunch of scrubs and, eight, you know, Dernis Johnson behind Nick Chubb until Kareem Hunt comes back. Yeah. So it literally is the Dontrell Hilliard show. And he showed out, and the team really likes him uh, and like and likes 
thinks he can take right over where Duke Johnson left off. They, they're not worried about losing Duke, which I am. I'm a big Duke fan, but. And here's the thing. So, you know, Duke had his career low in, um, yep. excuse me, last year, career lows. Well, basically across the board. Um, but he still saw 62 targets and still had 47 receptions. Um, there are wide receivers carries. that don't get 62 targets. Yeah. You know, and I mean, we like. And, and, you know, for beginning of the year last year, um, Carlos Hyde was there. Um, cutting into some of that workload and uh, Hugh Jackson was the head coach who's an uh, you know he doesn't know how to use anyone so this guy's definitely someone that could eventually maybe even be able to provide you with some like deep flex value Um, and if god forbid anything were to happen to Nick Chubb um, besides me uh, falling asleep crying um, (laughs) this guy would immediately slot in as the three down back because yeah behind, behind him is the earnest Johnson, right? Yeah, Johnson. It might be a committee backfield. Yeah, it might be a committee backfield after that. But the point you're making stands for eight weeks before they get Kareem Hunt back or until um, it's Nick Chubb and Dontrell Hilliard. And you need to pick that. That has to be a priority pickup for you, because even if Nick Chubb never gets hurt, nothing happens. That guy is all they have. Um, and all those targets last year and um, and carries that are vacated from, you know, just hide and. Duke Johnson, just guys that were in there in the mix until Hyde was traded when Nick Chubb took over. Duke still got work. Um, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get points from Dontrell Hilliard, and he's a capable back. So, I, you know what? I there's a league where I picked him up and Miles Gaskin. I couldn't believe they were both available. Um, I I dropped players to pick both of them up, and Dontrell Hilliard was my first move because he is a definite play he's like Pollard you know Tony Pollard in Dallas you know he's going to have a role and if the starter goes down he's more than a handcuff he's he's a you know he's a standalone value and then also a handcuff so Shane man I'm, I'm glad you brought up my I think you I think you're trying to impress me you Psst. like my Browns more than than you let on wait, well wait, you know wait. I'm just working I got there's something you know where he's available he's available in our DFB invitational go back and get him yeah well go, no go it's do the it. 15th the 15th oh, yeah, is we have when to waivers to run again. 15th. Oh, shit. So we know he's not, we so, need to... Right, hey, Shane. Let's, let's Shane, guys. We, Put that in. Hey, guys. <laughs> we've got a powwow this time. We have to spend way more money, Shane, in order to win a player, just so you know. Well, then uh, you guys put in the waivers. Cash, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I just know looked it up, and he's available in that league, but I don't want them to know, so be quiet. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to listen to this, are they? <laughs> All right, so that was the only news we actually had. So if we well, no, I mean, also that's all that's on the paper. But I just wanted to bring up. <laughs> I just Dude, wanted to bring up. up his sleep, well, man. I just wanted to bring up the fact of uh, Ju- Justice Hill and Darwin Thompson both look like outstanding little players this week. And I know yeah. it's the preseason, but it's just some of the things that they did in college um, that you saw really came across on the football field this week, and that was really awesome to see. Um, Darwin Thompson, neither of those guys are available in any of your leagues. No. So whatever. If you don't own them, suck it. Yeah, and later on in the show, we, we actually have a trade alert that we're going to discuss later that actually involves Justice Hill and you, you know. So, um, But all right, cool. Well, before we bring in our awesome guest, why don't we hear from the Scouting Academy? Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. 
Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position -position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for a limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Oh, so yeah, that's great. The Scout Academy is awesome. Make sure you jump on our site and uh, hit that link so you save yourself $50 off there next uh, semester. Learn how to um, scout like a pro. Scout like a pro, but no, we're going to move on now, aren't we, Michael? Yep, we're moving on, and we have our special guest here. He's already in the room with us, and it's Dan Claskins, host of the Fantastics Insider over on SiriusXM. How you doing, Dan? Oh, it's my time of year, fellas. I'm fired up. I know. How about you, <laughs> Awesome. It's our time of the year, too. Uh, it really <laughs> is. Uh, we're, we're, we just finished doing a bunch of startups and uh, maybe have a couple left uh, before the season starts. But uh, all the Dynasty trades have gone down. We're taking a reprieve because uh, I don't know about Shane, but I kind of need a break. What about you, Mike? Shane trades every day. Mm. Um, I need a break from that stuff. No, I want to keep trading. I want to keep trading. Um, Dan, we, we are on episode 88 today, but I see that your podcast, you hit your 100th episode this past week, correct? Congrats. Oh, man. It was. It was. It was a big milestone, and it's actually the relaunch of my podcast because oh. I actually started my first fantasy podcast back in 2004, and uh, it was oh. funny. It was that podcast that the guy that hired me on SiriusXM actually heard that I was doing in a closet. So, uh, but <laughs> relaunching the podcast back in 2017, always been passionate. But this hundredth episode, I'll tell you what, fellas, uh, I had a good idea. I, I got a lot of good response. And uh, you get asked the question all the time. How, how'd you get started in fantasy? How, how, you know, how, how, how'd you end up doing this? And right. I, mean, I, I did go to school for broadcasting. So there was a little bit of that. But at the end of the day, uh, I share my journey in podcasting and fantasy and try to give some helpful tips to others getting in the industry. And I got some good help from some of my friends, some big hitters on here. Hall of Famer uh, from the Fantasy Sports Writing Association, Bob Harris. We got Adam Ronis, Paul Kelly, Howard Bender, uh, Pat Fist Morris, um, Joe Pizza Pia, a lot of my a lot of my friends in fantasy also sharing their journeys and offering mm -hmm. some good tips. And uh, anybody out there that's hustling out podcast and wanting to figure out how to get their starts in that or in sports, it's a great lesson because there's a lot of truth to it and uh, really amazing stories for each and every person having a different one. I uh, yeah, I was actually listening that the earlier this afternoon. I think on the way home from work. Um, trying to remember why I keep doing this um, and it's because I hate my day job <laughs> and, uh, uh, no. yeah. or don't like it as well anyway it's not yeah there you go fun. that sounds less worse if my boss hates it so yeah yes, yes. yeah I like this better but no yeah that was, it was a really cool episode um I didn't know that's what it was going to be because I didn't read the um intro because <laughs> I don't like reading reading um, is not why people listen to podcasts <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's but no it was reading exactly the opposite very cool, um, very cool episode, and you can actually find that on uh, Google Play. It's on Google Play, so I'm assuming it's everywhere. Pod, Podbean. Yeah, and, we're, uh, we're out as many places we yeah. can get. The Get Sports Info podcast. Check it out. And uh, yeah, but no, fellas, obviously, 88 episodes nothing to uh, shake your head at either. So a lot of hard work. I really appreciate uh, coming on and uh, talking with you and and having some uh, new listeners. I mean, we're excited you're here. That, that's big for us. 
Yeah, you mentioned our buddy Bob Harris. I mean, is is everybody friends with Bob Harris? He's like your favorite uncle. Everyone knows him, never has a bad word to say. That guy is great. He he jumped on our podcast in the early days, like episode eight maybe. But anyway, you know what I'm saying, early on. And and he's just great. I mean, a good friend of of the show and everybody has great. And and that's the thing about this industry. There are so many people just like that. that And like you, they're just willing to jump on and talk football and have a good time and, and help everybody out. No doubt about it. Uh, a lot of great people. Bob certainly one of them, and you know he's as real as it gets. So, uh, lots of fun though. Looking forward to the next hundred episodes. So, that's, there you go. Yeah, that's yep. great. So, Be there to listen. W- one of the things we were going to talk about tonight, because like you said, this is the time of year. Everybody's all excited, and all the preseason games. The first week of preseason games started this week. So we were we were wondering, like, to get some of your takeaways from week one. What what were some of the things that you really were surprised about or that you were happy about or that you were excited about? Yeah, I definitely think there was, uh, and first of all, people who think preseason has little value in fantasy are mistakenly wrong. (laughs) I think there's a ton of things to look at. That week one's not the, obviously the most thrilling, but the most exciting thing for me in week one, there were no major injuries, right? Uh, Because that's the the number one thing. I, I there were some concerns and some takeaways, certainly some situations I'm really looking forward to watching. Like for instance, the San Francisco receiving core. Well, who will step up for some of these targets? Dante Pettis, a guy I've been on for some time, but Jalen Hurd, two touchdowns the other night. Debo Samuel, a lot of young players there. Marquise Goodwin on the bubble. So I'm looking to see how all those guys are performing. And another receiving situation there in Pittsburgh. Uh, James Washington, it was talked about amongst beat reporters how he was sort of falling behind the mix there. So somebody's got to step up all those targets to be made up in that offense. Uh, Dante Moncrief, is he the guy? I don't know. But that, Daryl Henderson sort of flopping. There was nothing, though, that I was more <laughs> mesmerized with in the week one of the preseason than the limited action I got to see Kyler Murray in. Uh, what uh, that air raid offense, that to me, and I know we're not going to see a lot of looks of it, but. You're either buying or you're not on that. There's no in between. And fellas, I'm count me as being all in on that hype train. I was uh, pretty impressed, and I think it's going to be a, a pretty exciting jump out of the gate, at least from a fantasy perspective, here in 2019 yeah. for that offense. You know, it's funny when I was um I was on another podcast and I had mentioned that Justice Hill kind of looked like he would uh, sped up, but that's what Kyler looked like too when he broke out of the pocket, and uh, you could just tell that. I think at least I can tell. I think it's obvious that he's just going to crush this year because I, I don't know what you do with him. Like, even if someone doesn't get open, if he takes off, you almost rather a wide receiver get open for 10 yards because if he takes off, there's a chance that he's going to just take it to the end zone. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's going to be an exciting player. Just go to YouTube and watch his highlights. <laughs> or even Daryl Henderson. I, those two, they pass the eyeball test, fellas. I mean, you yes. can look at these things all you want. You can hear the coach flap their gums. You can see all the analysis and inside numbers. But at the end of the day, uh, the good old eyeball test is still what wins for me. And Justice Hill passes that easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Justice Hill. I love Kyler Murray. Um, it was good to see James Washington kind of assert himself. Um, whatever day Pittsburgh played, I don't even know at this point. Uh, it was um, Friday. <laughs> was it Friday? Yeah, because a lot of the beat reporters were talking about he was almost, I think, behind Deontay Johnson. Um like fourth right. on the depth chart. Yeah, I was I was going to say I was doing a, a a redraft mock with actually with Bob Harris on Friday and uh that game was on and uh James Washington scored that touchdown and everybody was like 
talking about it while we were doing the the show. But uh, yeah, that was Friday. Yeah, I was happy about that. I have them in a couple different leagues. Was we, there anything bad that you saw this week, Dan? Uh, that you know, like, uh, I mean, besides, An- besides Antonio Brown and everything. <laughs> the <there>. helmet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, like I said, outside of injuries, even if I did see something bad, I'm not going to overreact to it. In this Twitter verse that we live in, it, it's crazy. I, you get these notifications on your phone. And it's like, oh, seeing trainer leaving on cart. And it's like, oh, man. It, but the, the whole end, market changes. I know. But uh, no, I think you just have to take it all in stride. Uh, and it is a fluid situation. I know you guys are like me. I mean, you've already been drafting that. I, I, my first fantasy draft was before Wild Card Weekend for 2019, last year in 2018. So, uh, yeah, I've been drafting a while. My takes change daily. Uh, but, you know, you have to be fluid. And you have to stick to a process. And I think that's what really separates the, the good from the bad when you get into some of these high-stakes leagues and some of these more industry leagues when you're playing against sharp players like we do. For you, no what what do you play mostly in? Do you play in redraft or do you play in dynasty or do you play both or what do you do? I like to play a little of everything, right? Uh, I get paid to help people, uh, you know, answer people's questions and answer them quickly. So being able to play in a lot of formats is fun. I, I mean, I've always been a redraft season long guy. That's where I've been doing 30 plus years. Uh, I think my rankings and my uh, way I've scored and my accuracy there at Fantasy Pros in my draft ranking speaks for itself. Uh, so I, I definitely like redraft leagues. I don't like hitting the waiver wire, though. So uh, the best ball stuff's really adhering to me. I yeah. do like dynasties. But at the same time, I, I, for me, on the dynasty side, I only have a few teams. They're all different types of formats. Actually, we just started up a, a dynasty best ball super flex. Yeah, man. Those are tough. They are tough. Once you're out of it, deal. you're just you're reevaluating like your And I invited nothing but, like, not necessarily industry guys, but – Really uh, good fantasy players are good friends as well. And holy cow, that was a fun draft. Uh, it was a slow draft. And you just, by the end of it, you're sweating it out. But I encourage people, try as many different formats yeah. as you can. I mean, but then again, you know, my dad and his buddies, they still have a touchdown only league here, fellas. I'm like, guys, <laughs> come on. Let's, let's add some yardage to this. <laughs> I, mean, not change I was the trying format. to explain to my dad decimal point scoring for kickers. And he looked at me <laughs> like I was speaking oh. French or something. <laughs> so you would not advocate us playing touchdown only scoring because i don't know because you know i'm all with you on the different formats and playing redraft and dynasty and even a little best ball but uh i don't think i can get into the <laughs> touchdown only scoring leagues i don't know how how that hey, would help my get game into the one quarterback well, first of all, let's get I real mean, <laughs> i mean i grew up in kentucky we start betting ponies when we're like eight years old so right. i mean I'll play just about anything. I mean, I do not play only touchdown. The last touchdown only league I played in, I think, was before the before Y2K. I mean, it's been yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah, even the ones we used to do back in the day with the newspaper and the pa- pencil and papers and stuff. Um, so, well, the reason I ask you that is because, like, there's certain players that in Dynasty you wouldn't think about it that way, but in Redraft you definitely do. And, like, one of the big names, obviously, people are talking about Zeke and people are talking about Gordon and stuff like that. Where do you have those guys in Redraft? How do you feel about Zeke and Gordon for Redraft players, not Dynasty players? Yeah, I definitely think in terms of Zeke, I mean, we're all just guess, right? I mean, sure. mm-hmm. we, we all think we know what's going on or we could make an educated guess. But, hey, this is where it's at. I go back to 2017. We were trying to make educated guess on Ezekiel at that time. And, gosh, I had some heated debates with listeners. And 
and uh, fellow peers as well. But at the end of the day, I was all in on Elliott that year, facing the six games and gobbled him up when he fell to me in early round two and didn't lose any sleep because he still finishes RB9. You get replacement value there. If I'm drafting right now, and I will, I have an auction and three drafts in the next five days, and there's none of them that are freebies anymore, fellas. This is every one of every one of these leagues has uh, entry fees that are enough I care about. But yeah. I will say this: uh, in these instances, I would tr- he's definitely starting to slide down a little bit. But I uh, I'm more concerned about Gordon because I don't think he's all that good. I don't think the Chargers are as convinced that they absolutely need him like Jerry Jones is with the Cowboys. So I don't know. Uh, I have the eighth pick and a $350 buy-in coming up here. And I, oh, wow. I would love Ezekiel to come to me in that league. Cause I'll, I'll take him all day long uh, yeah. and take my chances. It's all about risk tolerance. So Melvin Gordon to me, uh, probably mid third round. I haven't been in a draft scene and going past the, I think the latest I saw him was four, two in a draft on the Sirius XM host league. I think he slipped to the fourth round last year. I was a standard draft uh, last week when we had that, but I don't know. I'm, I wasn't really buying Melvin Gordon a lot uh, before all of this, to be honest, uh, not to say I didn't think I liked the situation, but there's a lot of great players in those first couple rounds. So why take somebody that, uh, you're not 100% sold on. Same reason I let Antonio Brown slip down a little bit. I'll, <laughs> I'll take some other players in that range because I don't feel like dealing with the headaches, and especially if I'm only, only in a league or two, which I'm not, but people out yeah. there that are, it's like if you're only in a couple <clears throat> leagues, man, it, it, especially if it's just with buddies and stuff, you don't, you don't, if you don't like a player and you don't really right. want him on your team, don't I'm take cool with that, man. Don't, don't do it if you don't want to root for the guy. That's what I've been saying for years with all this stuff. I always get the guys I want. And in that redraft I did on Friday, though, I got AB in the fifth round. So I was kind of um, happy I about that. I wouldn't be able to turn that down. I wouldn't turn yeah. it down in the fourth round. Yeah, I wouldn't be turn that down. I mean, it, helmet or not. Yeah, Friday, you know, Friday we were still staring at the the prospect of him retiring. Exactly. So I, I figured that was just dressed up for um, um, hard knocks or something. That that was just drama. I mean, the guy is drama. Uh, but I like how some of these players are dropping because of the overreaction and something Dan said made me check a a live startup draft for a dynasty league, a twelve teamer. Dan, I got Melvin Gordon at 3.05 in the, you know, halfway down the the third round. And I'm sorry, but uh, based on everything, as long as he plays somewhere, that I think is value. Um, Yeah, I'd be gobbling that up all day long. You know who else has dropped a lot? And I know you work with the Bengals. Yeah, ESPN in Cincinnati. Yeah, 15.30. I do fantasy and stuff, though. For, uh, on that station and some high school football. Uh, so you know you have to talk to Bengals, Mike, in well, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan, and I do <laughs> fantasy updates during their pregame. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, from a fantasy perspective, uh, not a lot to get excited about. Yeah, yet. that's what I wanted to know. You thought some of their bigger players, bigger names like A.J. Green, Joe Mixon, I mean, John Ross, all the changes going on, and like you said, they're kind of a hot mess at this point. But, I mean, you know, what do people want to know about those players? And what do you think, um, short-term or long-term, on those just those three names right there, Green, Ross, and Mixon? Well, I think one thing we all have to remember here, Marvin Lewis is gone. So, after 15 a- years, uh, it, it, Lord knows that he took this team from 
some pretty bad depths and took it to another level. He couldn't get it to the next level. And right. from an offensive standpoint, I'm very excited about Zach Taylor. Uh, I'm a UC football fan. I, I was actually watched games where he was the offensive coordinator there. He comes into a pedigree. He's already brought some energy in there and some modernization in their thinking and the technology and even the video and the things they're doing. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to get the most out of Andy Dalton. It is unfortunate yeah. they've already lost here before. Really, the first preseason game even kicked off their first-round pick, the left tackle Jonah Williams, a big blow. Yeah. That was the most no-brainer first-round pick out there, a guy that will <laughs> be the ankle left tackle. Now A.J. Green, as you mentioned, six to eight weeks. Now, I thought A.J. Green before the injury was a great value. He was falling at like yeah. wide receiver 14, mid-round three. He's going to go in about five or six now. I'm a little concerned the durability's there. Tyler Boyd, obviously a name do I think he's going to be a wide receiver, too. Uh, sure. It would have been regardless, but Joe Mixon, top 10 guys, hands down. Everybody's like, well, the line sucks. And so it was the, same. the line was sucked last year, too, yeah, and he missed two exactly. games and was RB9. This guy is fine, every yeah. bit uh, of a three-down player, and I think he and Giovanni Bernard, who's worth a double-digit dart, because uh, I think he's going to have standalone value. They don't really have a tight end. A.J. Green's out there. They're going to get them both in the mix. So uh, I think there's things to like. One thing you have to remember is the Bengals' defense – it was a, historically in their 51 year history the worst it was last year and they did little yeah. to improve it so they're gonna have to keep throwing the football early often and uh it's gonna be a long season though for Bengal fans and that's what you want you want that defense to be horrible for all your offensive weapons and fantasy and, uh, football yeah. yeah you know and joe mixon that's perfect for him too because he can catch out of the backfield obviously um not as well as geo but i don't think you take joe mixon off the field a lot for geo hopefully um, although I did hear some chatter. Is Gio getting an extension with the Bengals? I don't believe that's going to happen. He has okay. a contract Good. here. He's still just 27. And in games, mm-hmm. in games where Joe Mixon has him, and it starts he's made the last two years, he's averaged uh, like 17 fantasy points per contest in those in PPR. So Gio Bernard, if he yeah. does get the chance, huge. Uh, is a big guy. And I've been taking him. I'll take him as my RB five or six in round thirteen. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, round fourteen, wherever he falls. I'll, I'll take it all day long. What do you oh, think? Yeah. Of, oh, I was just gonna say. Uh, what do you think? Gonna... <laughs> Keep going, guys. Do it again. You I, know, you could see I'm, my mouth moving. I yeah, but I, but he was talking about the running backs. I was gonna ask him what he thought about the two rookie running backs that they got. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I expect one of them to probably at least it'd be on a pup list or even an IR situation. I don't know. Uh, with Gio yeah, Bernard right. in a contract year, I don't know if the Bengals will re-sign him. So I think it's more of a long-term play. In Dynasty, I don't think I've seen enough of them to tell you which one I favor. Williams uh, and it is the guy that I think is uh, probably a little better bet out of the gate. But uh, jury's still out for me on those guys. I, I do think that they're definitely looking towards 2020 and beyond with both those players, though. Yeah. So but go yeah, ahead, Shane. Guys, they invested nothing in either of those players. I mean, those are just, oh, yeah. if they happen to outplay, you know, where they were drafted, great. If not, you'll get rid of them in, uh, next year or the year after. Yeah. Um, unless they're specials teams. Just like Mark Walton. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, hopefully they won't get arrested as much. As well, yeah. Hey, hopefully but, there's a, I'll take the right? under two and a half arrest for these this year's crop. Mark's down here yeah. in Miami now. <laughs> Ooh, so yeah, I he actually. Might be the, he might make the team down there. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> South Beach is probably not the best place for him to be. <laughs> no, I doubt no, that, it. Yeah, no, it sounds rough. 
Well, I'm thinking he has an ankle bracelet on wherever he's at, so he's <laughs> oh, probably very limited. They're monitoring. Allegedly. You know, like, allegedly. Like they no, I'm no, no, no. He's been re- arrested repeatedly. There's I know, no, but like, he doesn't have an ankle monitor. <laughs> I'd like Anderson. Though. And they don't really monitor like, those things well. anyway. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we know here where I am that they don't monitor those things. Look, I go out every day. That's all I'm saying. Crimes. You go out every day. <laughs> exactly. So I actually have Joe Mixon. I was looking, and I, I actually dropped them down my draft board um, for redraft this year, and I dropped them all the way down to uh, 112. And um, you have to stick so, to your conviction, yeah. Shane. Yeah. He was like 108. I got him at 112 now, I think, or 109. So he's wow. still a first-round pick for me. I'm big on Mixon. Yeah. I got him above. David Johnson and James Conner. I, uh, I started June with him as my RB5. Uh, I still got him as my RB8, so I'm still a little higher than most. I think he was RB9 last year, like I said, and he missed two games. So, And he's going to only be better in the Zach Taylor offense because they actually have somebody that has some ingenuity that uh, yeah. I think is going to really help them. So, And in most drafts, he's not being drafted above how he placed last year. And most of the drafts I'm in, he's still, he's still pretty much a value. You get him on the turn. If you I get mean, him on the good. turn in round two as your RB2 or on the back end of a top three wideout, yeah. That's a beautiful way to start off, especially in PPR. The last two, ball, yeah, yeah. The last two drafts I've been in, he's gone around seven and eight on both of those. So he, oh, he's wow. redraft. Yeah. yeah, redraft. Yeah, yeah. In the in the one last on Friday too, I think he went eight or nine. One of the two is right up there. I'm not surprised by that, but um, in dynasty leagues, when when you see him fall to the turn, it's pretty crazy. But uh, anyway, enough about the Bengals. They're not good enough for us to talk about this long. <laughs> I'm getting depressed here. <laughs> <laughs> well, over at Get Sports Info, your website, you have an article up there about uh, general auction drafts and snake drafts. Which one of those do you like better? Because Jeremy and I have talked about it. We like the the auctions better. Shane kind of likes the snakes better but which do you like i love the auctions for a lot of reasons i do think that not everybody should try an auction <laughs> <but> <laughs> because, i mean i've got some buddies i mean they just had the attention span of, of an ant and it's like you had to be engaged and dial in plus here's the thing auctions online are great i don't really like auctioning with a group if i would have to also take a turn being the auctioneer no you can't so, do that in the leagues <laughs> no. where i the one league where I still do an auction that's not online, we actually pay and hire an auctioneer. We got a guy that's really into it, too. He does a great job. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Auctions are awesome. I could do a redraft snake draft in my sleep. In fact, the other night, I virtually did. Uh, Scott Atkins, full-time <laughs> fantasy, texted me. I was literally uh, hanging on by a thread just to watch Kyler Murray in that 10 o'clock start there on the East Coast. And yeah. uh, I literally got a text saying, hey, man, uh, I've been trying to fill this last spot. I'll give you a team if you want in. I was like, uh, I was like, when the, when's the draft start? He says, when you log in. I, I, was, I literally, I literally five minutes later was on the clock with pick four and uh, went ahead, did 18 right rounds and went back to bed. So uh, yeah, snake drafts, they're great. Uh, I love doing them, but uh, it, there's nothing better than an in-person draft with people that you enjoy being with. Because yep. yes, to me, that is the core of fantasy. And you talk about my website, GetSportsInfo.com. Do yourself a favor there. I've been working on this article for 15 years on all my local and national radio shows building this list. We got a list called Characters in Your Fantasy League. Oh, I was going to mention that. That I read that article this afternoon. That is so awesome because I know somebody in each one of those freaking oh, yeah. car- categories. Yeah, that, it's, meets, it's, that meets each card, yeah. It is <laughs> a great 
article. Dad, send them to me. But uh, a lot of those were come came about from listeners. Oh. But we've got a list. Basically, every character in the in the every fantasy league in America has at least some of these characters in it. And without these characters, fantasy league sucks. Absolutely. <laughs> It's funny when I was reading it, I was thinking of my home league, which these guys have been playing with for 20 years and each category <coughs> while I was reading it, I saw the face of the, of the person I think it is. <laughs> yes. Yes. And if you're lucky, you're more than one character in your league, multiple personalities. Uh, just looking at you guys on Skype. I know you guys probably have a couple of different personalities. <laughs> oh my God. Shane's definitely got a character in your league. Character, uh, No doubt. The guy is a, He's he's made for this. I, I'm gonna have to definitely check that out. Um, whenever, <laughs> whenever we uh, oh, I just made a trade. Um, anyway, oh, so whenever we crappy around, trade man, that's one of my characters. You guys, that's, 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 that's definitely me. Oh there God. you go. Yeah. Or I don't know if you have um, completely overdrafts every wide receiver guy, but that, that, that's me for a lot of years. Like zero running back, I was doing that before it had a name, and I wasn't doing it as like you know because I thought it was a winning strategy. You didn't end up with any good running yeah. backs. I just loved, yeah. Well, I just loved wide receivers. I was like, look, for, and this was my rationale, and this is a long time ago. It was like, look, a wide receiver could score for like eighty yards on one play, and they just make your week. Where it takes forever for a running back to get eighty yards, but uh, it wasn't the soundest theory. <laughs> Well, Dan, I, I really did not put the thought into it that uh, the creator of the actual term came up with. Dan, mm -hmm. we really appreciate you coming on. Um, we were thankful that you were able to come here. Yeah, everybody go check out that website, getsportsinfo.com. That's also your podcast, too. Um, and you've got some other articles there that are really interesting for people to check out. And uh, do you want to say anything else before you go? No, man. Uh, like I said, really appreciate you guys having me on. Always fun. Uh Crazy time of the year, as I said, for all of us uh, with drafts oh, yeah. and, and everything else. But no, I, I guess the only thing I'd say, hit me up on Twitter. Love talking to you there, too, at Dan Claskins. And uh, yeah, uh, you guys have good luck in the rest of your drafts. And man, try to at least try to at least get a couple shares of my bangles. I, I know I talked <laughs> you into them a little bit. I do. I hope I didn't. I have I <laughs> Tyler Boyd and I love Joe Mixon and uh, Andy <laughs> Dalton and a super flex. Uh, I could stream him. Oh, oh man, Andy Dalton back with the Jay Gruden days. Um, he had some really great seasons. I, I expect him to do maybe not that well, but close um, again with Zach. I really do. Um, Andy Dalton wasn't the worst thing about that offense in the past, I think. And I think Dan Dan uh, basically reiterated that again earlier. Um, Andy Dalton lovers unite. Yeah, and he's relatively cheap everywhere you want to get him. So yeah, really and is. and he's so cheap. And go to Dan's Twitter at Dan Claskins and his pinned tweet is his 100th episode for the podcast so check that out and listen to that and uh thanks again dan we really appreciate it all right thank fellas. you dan have a great night thanks for having me have a great thank night you, dan. Sir. Appreciate bye you. so that was fun you know dan dan's a great guest and uh check him out on sirius and his podcast so all right so why don't we hear from our new sponsor and then we'll do the rest of the show shane who was our new sponsor best fantasy football league.com awesome stop Collaborate and listen. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com is back with a brand new invention. Okay, it's not really a new invention, but they've got a cool twist on the dynasty leagues they're currently providing. One quarterback, three running back, four wide receivers, a tight end, two flex, no kickers and defenses, 24 rounds. They also have redraft leagues, best ball leagues, entry fees from $19.99 to $2,999. Go check them out. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com. 
All right. Anyway, so guess what, guys? What? What? We have a trash dynasty trade off. You are shitting me. A trash yeah. one? Okay. A trash one. I love these. We, you know, I feel sometimes like we get away from our base where we started from, <laughs> and where we really started from, I think, was a, a, a place where we wanted to make fun of people. No, 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 we did me. not. Oh, we okay. did not. I wanted to make. I, I feel like <laughs> I, I've gotten too nice um, over the last year. And I don't know. Maybe, but that was never our intention to make fun of people. <laughs> well, when we first started the show, that was my intention. Like, I wanted to make some enemies. I feel like we're too nice now. So here's a shitty <laughs> offer from someone in a league um, to one of our patrons. Uh, okay. Frank, A.K.A. Kaboom. Okay. And uh, this is just a stupid trade. And if you make offers like this, you're probably stupid. So um, he wanted to get Derek Henry and Debo Samuel. Wait, Kaboom did or the other no, person no, did? No, no, the other person did. Okay. Um, so what he thought and the best way to get those two players would be to offer Tony Pollard <laughs> and Preston Williams. Wow. Like, I under- here's the thing, right? So I understand selling the hype. You know what I mean? You sell the hype. That's what you do, right? Right, sure. You, you sell Tony Pollard and Preston Williams, but you don't try to sell sure. them for Derrick Henry and Debo Samuel. No, Not unless no. you think Kaboom is actually stupid. And you know what? I you know I know Frank, and I know he can spell, so I know he's not that stupid. Like you basically have to be illiterate um, to be stupid enough to accept that trade. The worst part <laughs> of all these kind of trades, I hate when somebody says, "Oh, I know it was bad. I was just trying to open up discussion with you." You know, that's well. Crock I of mean, shit. unless <laughs> the, unless the discussion is you want me to curse you out. <laughs> Um, then that's fine. You know what I mean? Like you're like, look, Shane, you, you haven't cursed at me in a while. And I really, I missed that. Um, sending me an offer like this would produce that, uh, reaction where I would be like, Oh, you need to go. Oh my God. Holy crap. You know, the thing for me though, that makes this a bad trade. It isn't that Tony Pollard and Pre- it isn't that Tony uh-huh. Pollard can't someday maybe be as good as Derrick Henry or that Preston Williams isn't already better than Debo Samuel. It's that, that this trade shows you have absolutely no idea of what real value is on any given day of fantasy football. Like there's no way Tony Pollard and Preston Williams right now are worth anything close to Derrick Henry and Debo Samuel. I mean, you just you have to add something else to that to even send this to somebody. It's yeah. just pretty ignorant. No, see, I, I'll tell you what, like if you if you wanted to try to sell Tony Pollard and Preston Williams for, say, Kenyon Drake, someone that's gotten just just, you know, he's had a bad. Yeah. Air quotes. Somebody that you think's had a, bad got a shot and but, isn't yeah. a risk is risky. But yeah. But Debo Samuel, he, he hasn't done anything this preseason or offseason for you to be like, yeah, let me sell low on this guy. Derrick Henry. <laughs> yes, he's going to sell low on Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Derrick Henry's in a walking boot, fine. But you know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. Like, just don't send offers like that. And if you're listening to this show and you sent that offer, you should be ashamed of yourself. And if you're Catholic, I need you to go to no, church, no, no. go to confessional, oh my God, this and guy's ask for mind. forgiveness. Or, or whoever mm-hmm. you are out there, if you are listening, you could send us a message on our Twitter account and explain to us what your thought process was of sending that trade offer. And maybe what? he had a reason. Yeah, you can DM me, whatever. Oh, okay, or go ahead. Know. Never mind. DM Shane then. Uh, or be a patron. I don't really give a shit, but uh, just don't make trade offers like this again. <laughs> Speaking of patrons, you yeah. had a trade alert in the Listener League, right? You did a trade. Yeah. Last Holy week shit. when we were doing the Patreon show, we 
I kind of brokered a trade between you and Larry Monkey, and then you guys did a trade after the show went off the air, correct? Yeah, so everybody, um, everyone is on the other side of this trade. So I didn't even bother to poll it, which I, I don't anyway, usually, because I don't really give a shit um, what most people think. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> all right, anyway. Um, <laughs> please like me, please like me. Um, so Larry Monkey. Uh-huh. Uh, Larry Monkey, I love that primate. Such a good dude. Uh, he gave me uh, Corith Davis. Corith. Yeah, and Ito Smith. Ito Smith. I couldn't think of a funny name for Ito. Like, I couldn't make that a full name. I didn't even think Corith was that funny, but I got what you were doing there. <laughs> You're not funny. I mean, it's not funny. Ha ha. It's like I wasn't laughing. Humor. I, I um, didn't okay. laugh either. Yeah, no, that's it funny. funny. <laughs> we'll just cut that all out. So, uh, no way. Why are we going to cut it out? Keep it in. <laughs> Larry Monkey gave me Corey Davis uh -huh. and Ito Smith. Oh, and just real quick, as I, I want to do, let's explain the league. 16-team yes. listener league uh, Superflex. Right, 16 yeah. Teams. 16 teams, and it's so, so difficult to even get a starting player with, yeah. the, with the requirements we have with our starting lineups. Is it true? I, I, and just as a note, I missed the waivers the other day, oh. and um, I went in afterwards, and I there wasn't even anyone for me to pick up. Like Everybody had an F.A. next to their name. Yep. I was like, oh, well, yeah. I'm picking him up. That's why I spent $926 on Darren Waller. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, that, I needed yeah. a tight end, and he was the only tight end that was even startable. Um, That's the problem with this league. Like, the waivers are useless, <laughs> even in season. Like, there's nobody there. The, there's and, no one. And that's why I spent all my money. I was like, oh, forget it. But so, all right, so you traded, you got Corey Davis and Ito Smith, and you gave up Justice Hill, a 2021 sure. first, a yeah. 2021 first, and a 2021 second. So... Yeah, so I had I had an abundance of first round picks. I had five uh, five first round picks in the, out of the next two drafts in the next two drafts. So I figured I could give up a couple of those. Um, and quite frankly, that second rounder in twenty twenty one, I have no idea what that class is going to look like right sure. now. Nor do I know where that pick's going to fall. Um, but yeah, everyone um, in the listener league uh, made fun of me um, and wanted to. Oh, make me overpay for other uh players everybody made fun of you well the the course I, theater, I would have made fun of you too i can't keep up with the listener league thread i wish i could it's so entertaining but every time i go in there there's like 113 messages I'm yeah. like oh forget it just forget it well I the next it. day shane the next day i did a trade in that in the listener league also where i gave similar stuff i gave up uh chase edmonds a 2020 first a 2021 first and a 2021 third and I got Kenny Galladay and Sammy Watkins. Oh, yeah. shit. You just crushed Shane's trade. That's so much better. <laughs> well, Galladay so is okay. Uh, the only thing that <laughs> well, isn't Corey Davis better. okay? <laughs> no, yeah, Corey Davis Galladay is, is a stud. Check, it, check out our buddy Travis May sometime on Twitter. Um, he also happens to cover the Titans for something. I, I don't we remember what. Travis May. We read his stuff. Yeah. But he's been uh, he's been pumping up Corey Davis. So if this trade goes sideways, I blame mostly him. <laughs> so, but but similar ADP information. Corey Davis and Kenny Galladay are not that much far apart from each right. other. I, I do like Shane's trade. I just meant that I think you 
got a little. No, bit no, you definitely got you got much better value. With well, Sammy Watkins getting Sammy Watkins in that trade is huge because that's a guy that I mean, again, he's got injury history, but he still has top twenty-four wide receiver potential. I, yeah, you're begging the question now. I need to know when do we find out when the listeners in our listener league are drunk and I can make these offers too? <laughs> no, no. Listen, first of all, first of all, the my trade was with Running Chalk, which is uh, Justin, and he sent it to me first, but we went back and forth a few times. His first thing had Willie Sneed in it instead of Sammy Watkins, and I didn't want Willie Sneed. Pretty Sneed. Big difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a pretty big um, difference. But but the difference also in me, mine and Shane's trade is I where you said you gave a twenty twenty one second, I gave a twenty twenty one third. But I agree with you. Who knows what that class is going to look like? And it's two years from now. We can figure out a way to get it's those picks back. Yeah, you know? There's no way I'm alive in two but, years. We but all that. well, so, that's what you always say about that's, me too. Yeah, you're, you're based, <laughs> so there's a good chance that me and you are both dead, and those picks, <laughs> like whoever buys those teams, is just going to be like seriously you let these guys trade out for two years and whoever's the two-thirds new hosts of this show are just going to be mad at but it is true <laughs> and jeremy but it is true though in a 16 team league the main reason i did it too was i mean i got two wide receivers that i could potentially put into my starting lineup every single week because yeah, no, it is so hard to get players in that league you know oh God, yes, definitely. Every week you're you can't putting get those players, unless you trade away future draft picks and somebody wants them. Which there's I'm... nothing. There's no other way. It's almost like a best ball dynasty league. Dan brought it up earlier <laughs> when he said that you know he's doing a best ball dynasty league. Those things. I mean, once you're out of it, you are truly and and you of course you follow along because you can trade. It's not like a best ball where you draft it and forget it. You have to be involved all year round. And if you start sliding out of the points, you have to trade and make something happen. If you if you get nervous and somebody got hurt and you're done, it's such a tenuous thing. And it reminds me of what you were you were just saying. It's the same kind of thing with like the 16 team, or we created the same kind of drama because yeah. it's like literally if you don't trade away future picks or a good player that's young, you have no shot at winning this year if you fall behind. There's just not only so much you can do. And when we made it a 16 teamer, and and Mike, I know it wasn't my idea. <laughs> don't look at me. It definitely <laughs> was. Oh, I was gonna bad. say it was your idea. I did not <laughs> I want a 16. <laughs> I'd like all 15 other people that are in it, but it's too hard. Yeah, that definitely. That's not not even the worst part of it. If it was 16 teams and we didn't have 11 starters, yeah, you know, even if it was just 10 starters, but and it's super flex. And it's super flex. Yeah, 11 is a little daunting. We probably should have done nine. But no, it's really it's kind of fun to be in a league where people are starting players that some people never heard of. Um, Yeah, I I like it. I like it. It's a a a challenge. As a testament uh, to our setup, we only had one person really truly leave the league that didn't want to play in this format anymore because it was so hard. And uh, still a listener, still a good person, but I mean, they just were. It wasn't for them. Um, Otherwise, we we maintained pretty well. So you know, it was a challenge we set up for Listener League One, and I think I mean I'm happy with it. You guys, I'm happy with it too. It did meet that. It's definitely a different kind of league. So what? Yeah, so if uh, just want to get into it, if uh, you guys want to let us know how you think we did on the trades, I already know I lost mine. Like, I already yeah. know I lost mine on. Whatever. I don't think you lost it. Why do you think you lost it? No, no. I mean, if you were to put it to Twitter, there's no way he, I win that trade. He thinks that the Twitter uh, 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 community yeah. would say he lost no. it. Yeah. Just like I traded Antonio Brown for uh, Sammy Watkins straight up um, during Helmet Gate. And. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even care. Oh, I, I did. I put that to Twitter, but I just wanted to see how badly I would lose. Yeah. Um. It was a lot worse than I thought. Yeah. It was like the last I looked, it was seventy six to twenty four with like three hundred votes. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't only the poll. Didn't like people start commenting saying, "Oh, it looks like Shane's uh, panicking" or whatever it was. Yeah. What's funny is I is I, I did send it from not even my handle. I sent it from the Dynasty Trade HQ handle. Just oh, trying no. to be anonymous. Just to be anonymous. Good and for you. Like this was like a Shane Penny trick. <laughs> I'm like, son of a bitch. I saw those comments like, and I thought it was funny. Number. So hey, mm-hmm. we're gonna do a Patreon show tonight, but before we get to the Patreon show, why don't we wrap everything up? But Jeremy, why don't you tell everybody where we're gonna be in like freaking four days? Jeez. Oh man, Friday starting Friday evening, we're gonna be in Canton, Ohio. And that might not sound sexy to you guys, but it does to <laughs> us because on Saturday, after we go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're going to have a hell of a party, sleep really well, and then wake up the next morning and go to the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo. You can find out more information about this, MidwestFFExpo.com, organized by Bob Long, who lives in Canton. I don't know why he lives there, but he does. It's Sunday, (laughs) August 18th, noon to 6 p.m., Um, so many people from the fantasy football industry are going to be there, 32 booths. Many, many, many more people traveling from all over the country just to be there to hang out and talk football, fantasy football. The tickets are only 20 bucks, but you can save $5 on your admission ticket using our code online. It's TradesHQ. Just um, go to MidwestFFExpo.com, look into the information there, get the address, buy yourself a ticket, save 5 bucks. Listen, there's a swag bag that you're going to get if you buy a ticket. And there's at least 15 or $20 worth of coupons in there and freebies. Um, again, swag is what they're calling it. Lots of cool stuff. So you can't go wrong. Stop by and see us. We're going to have stuff for sale, giveaways, raffles. Um, you're going to get to meet all three of us, get Shane's autograph, and see what a real trade maniac <laughs> signature looks like. There's a podcast stage, a main stage for speakers. We're going to be involved in a panel discussion. Heck, people are organizing drafts on site. We're going to podcast from there. There's so much going on. MidwestFFExpo.com. And come see us this Sunday from noon to 6. Yeah, you're right. Next week's show, we're going to record it (laughs) maybe at the house party on Saturday night. We'll record the show. So check (laughs) check that out. Check out our iTunes account. Give us a rate and review at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out our website, DynastyFootballFactory.com. Oh, and Shane, isn't your redraft guide still there for sale? It is still there for sale because the season hasn't happened yet. But it Correct. actually will be available oh, for sale for probably ever um, until next year. <laughs> Sweet. But I don't know. It, I mean, there's a lot of Dynasty stuff you can use for Dynasty. There's some strategy and whatnot. But, yeah, it's only $10. Um uh, go buy one for yourself. Buy one for your friends. Uh, buy one for your mom. Mother's Day. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Hanukkah's Mother's coming Day up. Passes. Hanukkah. Look, there's eight days of Hanukkah, <laughs> so go ahead and buy eight of them for every night of Hanukkah. Um, but you, oh, you like should, that. in all seriousness, you should at least buy one because um, you know, I worked on it. Tom Barrows worked on it. Michael Stevenson worked on it, and I've read draft guides, and uh, it's a lot more in depth and better than most draft guides. And I'll just say this up front: if you're a person that's just like, just tell me what to do because I'm brainless and that's all I want, well, it's not the guide for you. I will say that. <laughs> um, 
It's but it's people. jam-packed with information. Dude, I, yeah. I edited that, did the final review. I swear to God, it took me five hours to get through it. There is so much good information. I was I knew it was going to be good. I didn't expect it to be that good. Yeah. I, I didn't. I mean, it's, 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 it's like a magazine you'd pick off the bookshelf at your local store, but um, you know, you'll read it for hours. Cool. Yeah. So and if- that's what I was going to say is it just it, – <laughs> It leads you to the right conclusions. But if you need someone just to tell you what to do, this isn't a guide for you. But if you read it um, and use the consistency guides, the rankings, the uh, player capsules, the the breakdowns of each team, you, it helps you'll you make know, the decision, yeah, buddy. You'll know what players you need to choose from. I think um, also if somebody needs to be told what to do, they'll get that information from that as well. So maybe they should still buy it. Yeah, so, they can. They can look yeah. if they just want to look at the rankings. That's fine. You can do that too. But and I'm just saying it's well worth the the cost because it's got a ton of great stuff in there. So awesome. Seriously, go pick one up. All right, and so thanks for listening. Check out our show next week. I can't wait to hang out with you guys in a couple of days. And it's uh, gonna be awesome. All right, and we'll talk to you guys next week. You both owe me drinks, by the way. Yeah, say bye, Shane. Bye, Shane.